0: And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 95. No more players. We're doing this until 100. No more players. Uh, I am Evan Maronofsky. That is Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up?
1: Evan, doing well. How are you doing?
0: Doing great. Doing great. Uh, and I think the, the people are going to be listening to this going, oh no. This is coming before an elimination game. Uh, if Hopefully people have warmed back up to you after your curse has been thrown on the Bruins ever since you've done those live post game shows. Hopefully, just gonna, stop
1: have- do, just gonna stop doing the post game shows is what I think we've, <laughs> we figured out what the crux of the issue is. It isn't secondary scoring, it isn't, you know, bad stats, it's not, you know, getting to an early deficit. It's me, on the post game shows, like now that we, we've, I think, addressed that, I'm no longer going to be on those. I'll be there in spirit, I'll be watching. Yeah, I'm not participating in them. Uh, I think maybe we found out how the Bruins can get past Carolina in this first round here.
0: Connor, you are not getting out of work that easily. This is not how this is. I've been run this by my HR department, a.k.a. me. Uh, but anyways, uh, yes, I, I, I uh, the, the, hopefully people are warming back up after uh, the curse. I, I, I think the podcasts are safe. Right. We've we've decided this. I mean, I think the Bruins have done pretty well ever since we've been podcasting about them. So. I think the podcasting is is a-okay safe, Um, but this is coming right before your list. This is coming out the day of game six, Uh, and the Bruins, uh, for those who have been living under a rock, are down three to two in this series. Things are not looking very very great. Uh, It's funny how in a playoff series, how things switch so quickly. Right after game four, it's like, oh my God, the Bruins are going to do this. After game five oh my God, this might not happen. Um, and the one reason people are thinking this is not going to happen is because a familiar flaw is coming back to bite this team. And that is the good old secondary scoring decided it didn't wasn't going to show up in game five. It's been a little weird all series, especially in games three and four, where it was sort of that, t- I mean, aside from the shorthanded goal, uh, the top line was really kind of carrying play there for a bit, goes away in game five, which I can't have them score you know four points every game familiar flaw back in the fold
1: yeah very frustrating I think when you look at the Bruins and again every team goes through when you get to the playoffs where things grind down and the amount of you know real estate you have to work with and the offensive zone isn't there so I think every team hits that that lull of that roadblock in terms of not being able to get as many easy chances that being said, uh, you look at this Bruins team and the way they were playing. This isn't like I, I think we mentioned on the post-game show yesterday. This isn't like the Bruins in years past, where it's you're hoping that you're getting some other guys stepping up at the right time, right? Like it's like, oh, Andre Kasha could be a top six guy, uh, you know, situations like that. This is over an extended sample size. So you've had Jake DeBrus looking like a Top line winger on that top line. You've looked at Eric hollow who had 19 points in his last 19 games of regular season, looked like a legit two C. You look at Charlie Coyle, who seemed to be finding his game, especially you know being pushed further down in that third line. Guy like Craig Smith, who if he's your third line winger, pretty good. Like that, he's, he's kind of one of those guys we've talked about before, where top six. Maybe stretching a little bit, third line, perfect. Like for a guy that can give you 15, 20 goals a season, that's exactly where you want him. So throughout the lineup, you had established NHL regular guys entrenched in multiple spots on that depth chart. You'd be feeling pretty good about your chances to, at the very least, create some matchup issues for a team, especially one that's as deep as Carolina. And you're kind of back at square one, right? I mean, you look at this series now, five games in. uh, Connor Clifton has more five-on-five points than... Charlie Coyle, jake debrusque and craig smith craig smith who has zero points and again yeah. eric Hala has i think two five on five points uh both of them are kind of garbage time especially that clifton goal so uh you again yeah you're back at square one in terms of bergeron line been great especially at home when they don't have the stall line kind of draped over them every single time they're over the ice but uh elsewhere across the lineup it's the same old story in terms of you just need more guys pulling on that rope because Roger Online can't do it by themselves. They can get pretty far in a series. They can carry a series, five, six, seven games even, but you're going to need other guys to step up here pretty soon.
0: And I have a feeling that if the Bruins do lose this series, you know, people are going to be kind of pointing the blame at things. And I don't, you know, I don't think the whole uh, hurricanes are just a better team argument is going to work around here. People want to fix a problem and, I think a lot of people are going to look at what you just said in the sense that you have the guys there. Craig Smith is a guy you expect to produce. As you said last night, this isn't Carson Kuhlman, right? Jake DeBrusque, you expect to produce. Halla expect to produce. Coyle expect to produce. Who do you blame for that? Do you blame the players for not producing, which I think is legitimate, but do you go up the rung a bit and go, well, maybe this is a coaching thing because this isn't like a new occurrence they've had this issue in post-seasons past and I'm curious if you think people are going to start kind of pointing fingers at the coaching staff for this um because I think it's hard it's hard to point it at Cassidy because he has been a good coach and the staff has worked but it also is hard not to because they they've had this issue before and it doesn't seem to be getting fixed
1: yeah and I think you can even go up the ladder more of just the roster construction where yeah oh
0: yeah well yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I mean we can look at even just the fact that as much as hollow looked fantastic in the regular season as a two C still had that level of skepticism that I think, hell that fueled our podcast for about probably like three months worth of content, right. Of looking yes. at guys like Giroux and hurdle and all those guys where again, hollow helps out in regular season. Like he's proven us wrong. We gladly admitted that, that he looked like a legit player out there. Uh, but when you get to the playoffs and uh team start grinding you down is he still going to be ready to produce and so far you haven't really seen that yet make the same argument with a guy like taylor hall who fantastic in the regular season uh kind of like what you saw in that islander series where they kind of slow things down a little bit he hasn't really been able to produce um and again sure he's been hurt by not having posternock on that line but taylor hall is a guy even though he's your second line winger taylor hall has enough talent that he should be driving that line regardless of who's on it so whether it's you know, a lot of it, of course, falls on the players, even though usually the players aren't the ones that take kind of the brunt of the the actual, uh, you know, uh, consequences after a playoff exit. But whether it's the coaches in terms of finding those right fits and, and committing to a spot where I'd imagine what you're going to see is probably the same old Bergeron line reunited in game six. And if they get that fire to a game seven, maybe then you have to just balance it out again. Uh, it's going to be a, a chess match regardless for casting staff, but it's kind of a failing all up and down the ladder, right? In terms of where they are in this position, again, give Carolina credit, very good team, but if the Bruins come up short in this series where uh, they look so dominant at home and they had some key matchups, it kind of feels more like uh, the Islanders series last year, where it's one where you kick yourself because you really should have gotten past this team, as opposed to, let's say, uh, to, uh, Tampa Bay in the 2020 bubble, where it's like, all right, that team was a wagon. Like, you know, yeah. there's sometimes where you can just, Disappointing, but you can kind of shrug your shoulders and, and and acknowledge kind of what you went up against. But follow this Carolina team. There's gonna be plenty of instances where you look back and be like the Bruins were right in this series throughout it, just couldn't land those punches.
0: I mean, I do think the Hurricanes are better, but they had a backup goalie in that. Yes. Like I, I that's where I kind of keep if they had Freddie Anderson in and they had all guns ablazing, I'd say, okay, you know what? They were the better team, they've been knocking on the door for a while. And that's what I said at the beginning of the series, I thought Anderson would come back sooner. He's not there. It's anti-ranta. Like you have to find a way to score more than three goals on this guy on the road. And again, I just, I I am curious what's going to end up happening. um, If there's movement in the front office, in the coaching staff, it's hard to tell with these things, expectations are high. You know, the, 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 you know, and this is something we're going to get into later, I think as the offseason rolls along which should be very fun to get into this offseason there's quite a lot of fun storylines that uh we can tackle and i'll leave that for us in um june july and and august Uh, but one decision this coaching staff has made jeremy swayman will start game six um we mentioned this last night in the post game or uh tuesday on the post game show you know who do you go to in game six i think swayman's the right call he's got two wins in the series um Played fine to this point, you know, wasn't amazing in uh, game five, but again, kind of like Omar in games one and two, wasn't the reason you lost. Uh, Do you think that it's the right move?
1: Yeah, I think so. I I still think you stick with a guy that, as you said, won you two games against his Carolina team at home. Um, You could kind of make the argument that this past game for Swam was very similar to a few of those uh, Omar stats down in Raleigh, where uh, usually it's kind of the timely save that does him in, but other times during that game, he battled and kind of kept them in it. Uh, if the Bruins offense managed to show up at all, who knows how that game would have changed. Like you look even at that second period early on where you're trailing uh, 2-0 to Carolina, but Swayman made three or four grade A stops there. That all of a sudden you get a puck rolling past a guy like Ranta, you convert on one of those early power plays. You're right back in the game and he's battling competing out there. So again, was it his best? Uh, definitely not. I mean, especially I think you look at that Slaven goal, um, kind of kills your momentum early on because Bruins once again had a pretty solid first five minutes down in Carolina. It's it's, if this gets to a game seven, you wonder what happens if they have another good start and they finally have some puck luck go their way a, a deflection. Yeah. What happens? Because I think we've said this multiple times when you look at this Carolina team, great front running team, but if they're starting to chase things and they're starting to press and they start making some mistakes, Yeah, it kind of unravels for them. And you can make the same argument for the Bruins, who aren't really a team that's equipped to, you know, come back from a two, three goal deficit, especially against a team like Carolina that knows to kind of shut things down when they're protecting a a slim margin. So again, and wasn't his best, but uh, I think you look at just the overall line of work that he's put forth so far in the series and the fact that, again, I don't think At this point, the Bruins have kind of a central focus of just keeping their season alive. I think the last thing you want to do now is start adding more second guesses of, all right, is it going to impact Swayman's confidence if we go to the O-Mark for a game then have to go back to him? Like, at this point, it's just what the next task at hand is. And I think when you look at who's going to uh, be the guy that gets you past this first hurdle of winning a game uh, in game six at home, uh, I think Swayman's probably the guy to do it.
0: Is the guy. I 100% agree. I think you can't be switching around guys at this time of the year, we'll get to another lineup switch that uh, could potentially come uh, in game six safe bet though, that Swayman plays well enough at least to give the the Bruins a chance to win game six might not steal you the game. He could, but might not steal you, but you know, safe bet wise, uh, he will be in there making some solid stops. When we're talking about really safe bets, we're talking about our good friends over at bet online.
1: Right. You are Evan. Listen up guys. Our partners at bet online continue to be the, Number one source for all your bet needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the playoffs, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CL ns 50 bet online with a game
0: stats where the game stats okay so uh Hampus lindholm uh has been out for games uh, three four and five there was some talks he might come back for game five he did not ascend from the the rafters like charlie mcavoy did for game five where he you know rolled up i love how he rolled up in the car and he was probably thinking like man i hope nobody sees me and the nesson uh, videographer's yeah, yeah. like right there
1: <laughs> he was ready yeah he was back. right there just ready for it
0: um but lindholm did not return he has been skating at practice in a uh normal uh jersey I, I, contact right he's had contact yeah. in practice
1: yeah full clearance so
0: he he looks like he's about to come back if he does play game six though there does uh, leave a pretty big decision who comes out for one Hampus Lindholm and you have to think well it's either Mike Riley or Matt Grizzly uh, unless it's someone else who do you think should come out
1: I think right now it's probably going to have to be Grizzlick, right agreed uh, I, I which I think uh disappointing because again uh I think Grizzlick throughout his tenure here has been a net positive for this team and I think you look going into this series, if it was one guy, you're going to take out the automatic first guy would probably be Riley, right? This guy who was kind of on the outside, looking in down the final stretch of the regular season, but I give Riley credit. I don't think he's had that many defensive breakdowns or some of those plays where you're, you know, kicking yourself that you've seen a time from him. I think he's been pretty clean with the puck. Um, I think he even had like four, four blocks in, in game five. One of the few guys that actually kind of stuff the stat sheet and summer god uh, in that game. So I don't think he's really been uh, an issue so far. And I don't think you can take out Forbert, right? Because I think he's been as advertised. He helped you win one of those games in game three with those, that shot blocking and you're going to need, a PK guy like that to help you counter uh, what Carolina can bring out there. So
0: I liked Spokesy's tweet about Forbert where it was like uh Derek Forbert, whenever like someone gets a penalty oh, a, on the Bruins, like taking, taking a drag. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, <laughs> nice
1: but uh, yeah, I think you look at, I want to say that the five on five numbers are like, I think the Bruins have been outscoring Carolina 2 one with Riley in the lineup again in limited time, but what have you. And I think with Grizzly, it's, Carolina's outscored them 6-2. I mean, he's Ooh, just... Ooh, that's not good. Not been, yeah, not Ben himself. I think uh, Grizzly and Kahlo together have been outscored uh, 4 nothing. So I think if you just want to look at that as just the, the you know, defining statement as to why he's out, that's probably it. But, yeah, he just hasn't found his game at all. And a lot's been made about his struggles in the playoffs in the past in terms of teams that are forechecking heavily and him uh, coughing up the puck. I mean, that that hit on, that Shvechnikov dealt him late leads to that offensive zone possession where it leads to uh, Slavin's first goal there, which is a tough hit two sticking fractions for him. Um, yeah. He's just struggling to find his game right now. And again, it's not, doesn't mean he's not cracking the lineup again, right? Like you get to another series and you reset things and who knows, he makes a, another return back to the lineup and maybe against a, a team doesn't four check as heavily, you get him back rolling. But for right now in this series, when you look at uh, how guys like Fulbert and Riley are playing, and just what Grizzik's giving you, I, I think the choice, is pretty easy at this point, right? Like, yeah, I think it's down to Grizzik and Riley and maybe just Grizzik has more rope, but in terms of the results on the ice, Grizzlick just hasn't had it this whole series against Carolina.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, an injury popping up with Grizzik that he's maybe playing yeah, yeah. through something Um, because, again, he just does not look himself. The, the zone exits are not what they are during the regular season. Again, teams are forechecking harder, but that shouldn't make, that big of a difference. I agree with you. I think it's like, and that's tough again. Like Briswick is a guy who you like to have as an offensive dynamo next to McAvoy when you need a goal. And like, he adds a lot, but you just haven't seen it in five games. So like you go with what you got, you, you know, it's not just going with the hot handed net. You've got to go with the hot hand um, in parts of the lineup. And I think sticking with Riley is probably the right move. I guess it would be uh Lindholm, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, Forbert, Clifton. That would be your, your six. Yeah which again, like it's so funny because this series up on offense, it's been the secondary scoring that hasn't really worked when you need it. But on the back end, we were all so worried about, you know, Forbert and Clifton and, and even Riley. And those guys have been fine. It's, it's your guys higher in the lineup on D aside from McAvoy um, that have caused some concern. So it leads me to this. Uh, are you worried about game six or are you just kind of dreading game seven?
1: I think it's probably more dreading game seven. <laughs> I, I, like Again, we'll record this and then like the Bruins will lose game six at home and we're just going to get buried on the comments, which like I accept. Bring them on if that happens. Like I just, who gives a shit at this point? Bring if it on. They, yeah, if the season's <laughs> over, it's over, whatever. But yeah, I, I think the bigger issue is, I mean, you've seen how the Bruins have been able to control play, get the matchups they want uh, on home ice. Brojournland's going to get his chances, especially away from the stall line. Uh, power play has been good at home. You have to imagine there's a little bit of home cooking that helps there with with being on home ice as well. Um, again, not making a guarantee, not doing a messier saying they're going to win a game six or anything like that. But like I, I, I think you're still in a spot where uh, the bigger issue is just that looming challenge of going back to Carolina because it's not just the fact that they've Lost and the score has been lopsided. And you can make the argument that, you know, it's not really a 5-1-5-2 the way it's been playing, but it's following the same script every single time. Good start, early goal unravels from there. And just Carolina with them shutting down the Berger line, you're getting absolutely nothing from the rest of your lineup. And again, anything might happen in a game seven, but you need to have some semblance of momentum, some semblance of hope other than, the Bergeron line going sicko mode or Swayman standing on his head and giving you 40 saves, right? In in, to, in order to get past Carolina PNC arena. So I think that's the bigger challenge even if they win like game six. Uh and again, everyone will be happy. You extend that season a little bit longer. Bergeron doesn't potentially potentially play his last game. Uh but you still then look ahead and be like, shit. All right. Like <laughs> something's gonna change because we've seen how this played out three times so far in the series down in Raleigh.
0: They've shown no reason to uh, pick against them at home, but they've shown every reason to pick against them on the road. It comes down to that. Like, game six is at home. Game seven is on the road. Like, I don't know why it's such a big deal to, like, look ahead and say, oh, game six should be in the bag. Game seven is very much not. I think that's the case in uh, in this situation. Because, again, um, they don't look good at all in Carolina. They look much better at home. And you don't have home. uh, You don't have that for game seven. That's a tough thing. And again, as you said, like for, to, to win a game seven, I think you're going to need Swayman's best performance like ever or Olmark, whoever starts game seven, if they, maybe if they somehow win game six, like six to five, they go like, oh, we're going to go back to Olmark, and Olmark has to make like every save. That's really what it comes down to. Or you got to score the first goal. Like yeah. if you can find a way, and this is playing out like a t- uh, 2011 cup final, if you can find a way to get a weird first goal in the first, you know, 10 minutes then you're cooking. But if you're giving up that early goal, uh, like they have the past three games in Carolina, probably going to chalk that up as a loss, Uh, which we kind of just answered my last question, which is if the Bruins come back and win the series, it's because of what we keep saying the scoring, maybe the goaltending. Is there anything else? If the Bruins win this series uh, that, it, that could kind of be chalked up to.
1: Yeah. I think if it's just one kind of group or personnel. Uh, it kind of goes off at secondary scoring, but I think you need a, legit game from that second line. And again, it's kind of been cycled, whether it's Smith or DeBrusque or even Pasternak, which I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to him for game seven, if it gets to that point, but you need a, a, a good cycle ozone shift from Halla. You need a, a rush chance where it's a typical, you know, Taylor Hall charging through the neutral zone with a head of steam and, and sniping one top corner or something. You just need something like that from that line desperately just to alleviate some of that pressure and if you get that especially early on in the game uh to kind of shift that momentum and with some of that quick strike potential that you've seen from them at times you just need something like taylor hall has mentioned a lot about the fact that they you know don't have as many rush chances in the playoffs they got to simplify things but the opportunities there like you know it's kind of like that what was it, game one where he kind of uh fired that puck off the off the post of the crossbar we kind of made that yep. play himself you need one of those takeover shifts if not many from Hall and that second line in this game uh, in these last two games. Uh So those are, that's one group that I think you need to have. Maybe not take over too strong of a word. You just need them to start pulling on the rope a lot more because again, can't be the Bergeron line by himself. Maybe in game six, it can be, maybe you'll have another game where they combine for seven points and they have two power play goals, but you can't expect to do that down in Carolina.
0: No, you can't. I I, I completely agree with you on all fronts. The secondary scoring, I'll pick something different. I kind of just mentioned this, but you need the goaltending to steal you a game. They have not uh, stolen a game yet in this series, which again, fine. But you're down 3-2. You need, if it's Swayman in there, you need Swayman to just steal you a game or to at least hold down the fort strong enough to not give up the first goal, which is tough because again, you know, you have these giveaways in front of him. You have missed coverages. I mean, even on that first goal, you mentioned the Grizzlik, uh failed to clear, but also like uh, Slavin just had a, route to the net uh they they completely bungled the coverage at the top of the zone so like i think again you just need him to steal you a game kind of like tuka rask in that first period and game three or game was it was game in, three it was
1: game three yeah in game three 20 of, shots uh, on goal 20, 20 shots on
0: goal in 2019 you need that kind of performance um and that's what's going to take to win and again guess what connor neither of those things are easy to do those things are going to take some some real grit you know, it's about drive and power, you know, is, is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Says. I was going to say,
1: you would just break into the, the rock rap, but that's what it's
0: going to take. It's it's a rock like performance, so to speak. Uh, Connor, the rest of this series throughout the playoffs, the offseason, what can people look forward to from you over at Boston Sports Journal?
1: Yeah, uh, for as ever long as this series goes. And then, as you said, into the offseason, we'll have pretty much daily content. All along the way, whether it's breakdowns of what the Bruins can do to get past Carolina these next few games, what the Bruins face in terms of a pivotal offseason, what decisions they have to deal with, uh, some hard troops they have to uh, confront. So all that stuff will be over at BSJ. Hopefully the latter a few weeks down the line. Yeah. We'll, let's see. But uh, all that stuff, again, will be over at BostonSourceJournal.com. So please subscribe at BSJ. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
0: Go oh, do all that. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Bear Listers. Have a great rest of your day.